This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening. And Welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Tonight, we're talking about the vaccine and why should I take it or why did I take it or I didn't take it. But tonight, we're going to be talking about this vaccine and, uh, okay, Um, okay, we're talking about the virus as well. So I'm introducing my co-host, Mr. Coleman. How are you? Good, Jenny White. How are you this evening? I'm fine. Thank you, sir. And we want to welcome our guest tonight. Hi, this is Officer Reggie tonight. Hi, Miss. Oh, I'm good. How about you? I'm fine. How, Mr. Coleman? How are you? Good, Officer Bob. How you doing? Doing a heck of a lot better. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear. All right. Well, uh, you have a friend that's listening. So if you have something that you would like to say with to her right now, or if you want to wait, it would be fine. Well, I I, I want to acknowledge you as well as Miss Lucy. And thank you for your prayers and your concern about my health, um, which I will talk about later on in the show. And um, I appreciate to be here tonight to talk about it. Okay. Well, you know, we're glad that you're back, and uh, we're glad that you are well, better. Thank you. So... Tonight, like I said, we're talking about this uh, vaccine, not only the vaccine, we'll talk a little bit about the coronavirus. And uh, I found 10 reasons why we should get vaccinated. And one was for, because of the fact that the vaccine-preventable diseases have not gone away. So we all know that the vaccine is still here and uh, it's getting better. That's a good thing. Hopefully we can continue on this streak until we can do what we used to do. I know nothing is going to be quite the same, but it'll be a lot better. I don't know about the mask. Uh, personally, I'm going to keep mine for 
a minute until I feel more comfortable. So, I mean, you know, to each his own. I just hope that other people will understand that. And if someone wants to wear a mask, so be it. I mean, if you don't, that's okay. You know, but don't try to make someone do what you're doing. So we're going to leave that alone. That's the first one. The second one is that vaccines will keep you healthy. And uh, that's a good thing. The CDC recommends vaccinations throughout your life to to protect, I'm sorry, against many infections because every year uh, don't you have to take a flu shot and now they have a shingle shot and from what I understand shingles is very very painful so now they have a vaccine for that so I mean you know uh, if you got to do it you got to do it the CDC recommends vaccinations throughout your life to protect against many infections. So that's up to you. Number three would be vaccines are as important to your overall health as diet and exercise. So I just said, you know, vaccines yearly. Some people do, some people don't. I mean, the choice is yours. Even now with the vaccine for the coronavirus, that's your choice. You can do it or not. Uh, I don't, but if you're going to into a store and they have a sign that says, you know, wear a mask, then you have to do what they want to do unless you want to turn around and go to another store. Now, you didn't have a problem when it said no shirt, no shoes, So I don't see why if they have uh, a sign that says wear a mask, I don't see why you should have a problem with that. I really don't. Um, Number five, vaccines are safe. The United States has a robust approval process to ensure that all licensed vaccines are safe. Six is vaccines will not cause the disease. They are designed to prevent the disease. Vaccines contain either killed or weakened viruses, making it impossible to get to the disease. So that's a good thing. Number seven, young and healthy people can get sick too. Infants and older adults are at increased risk for serious infections and complications. Eight, vaccine preventable diseases are expensive and not taking the vaccine may have you spending more time away from your job because of your illness. Number nine, when you get sick, your children, grandchildren, and parents may be at risk and number 10, your family and coworkers need you. So that was what I checked out about the vaccine. And I, I will have to say, I will have to admit 
to my audience that um, I did take the first shot. So right now I'm going to turn it over to our guest so he can speak. Officer Reggie. Hey, good evening, and thank you uh, for those statistics and that information. Um, I want to do something a little different tonight. Um, you know, sometimes we always wait to talk about a person at their home going, um, the story that they uh, wanted to tell or should have told. Um, I think it's important for me to share a story in regards to what has happened to me since the last time we've had an opportunity to speak on the show when I talked about the reason why I decided to get the vaccine because I was adamant in denial of actually wanting to take the vaccine because of the theories or the confusion or the misguided information of what the vaccine was designed to do. And, of course, people of color, black, brown, or whatever other color you want to call yourself, have been in denial for so many reasons because of the distrust that we have within the government and of the uh, outcome of situations that make us apprehensive and wanting to do things in herd immunity that affects all of us at one point in, uh, in time. So what happened, um, I want to start this subject off with that I um, want to acknowledge um, that I went into the hospital on Mother's Day. Um, I apparently felt like I was having a heart attack. But the symptoms that brought that heart attack on were that I was having fever or chills at, the, at, at, at a moment, and then I started having this dry cough. And then I had difficulty breathing and a shortness of breath. And I was really, really fatigued. And then all of a sudden I had these body aches and a terrible, terrible headache that um, I couldn't get rid of. And then my throat was, became sore and congested, and my nose started running. And then I had a severe case of diarrhea for about a week before that. So I was trying to doctor myself and rule out that I might have maybe the symptoms of COVID. And, um, but I was actually giving medicine previous to that to help control my heart as far as my blood pressure, which I felt that was contributing to the problems that I just discussed. So the symptoms were the same as COVID, but what happened was I ended up going to the hospital Mother's Day. I asked my wife to take me to the hospital, and she knew at that point because as most men don't do, they ignore the signs or the warning signs that something's wrong. Well, she knew out of our 35 years together in marriage that um, something was wrong with me because uh, that's only the second time I've ever asked her to take me to the hospital. 
Well, when she took me to the hospital, the problem was she couldn't come in the hospital with me. And that moment made me realize that you're all alone. Because before I could get into the doorway, there's a barrier there where they stop you and they ask you a thousand questions at this point. And mind you, I'm not feeling the best. And I'm holding my chest, and they ask these several questions about, do you have COVID? Do you have this symptom? Do you have that symptom? Then they want me to fill out a form. And I, I'm just, I wasn't feeling it. So the security officer was kind enough to say, let him in before he falls out at the doorway. And I had to go through security. And then I had to go to the registration desk. Now I go to another set of series of questions. And the one question that still prevails uh, is um, that bothers me to this day is, do I have any insurance? They're not concerned about your issue at that moment. moment. They're concerned about the insurance. And now i got to fill out two more pages of information. So they asked me to sit down and fill out this information and present my insurance and my ID. Well, mind you, I'm still not feeling better. So by the time I fill out these documents, then they uh, go and check my insurance, and then they um, come back with a ban, and about five minutes after that, I'm called to the nurse's station. Well, I'm going back now to the nurse's station, and then um, they do your vitals, and then they find out, after this information, I was smart enough to bring my medication that I was taking, and then I was promptly taken after the series of vital signs and whatever, questioning, back to the ER. Well, while I was in the ER, of course, now we go through another process. And don't let, let's keep in mind that I'm not feeling the greatest right now. And so by the time the doctor came, we discussed again what was going on, and all the symptoms I stated were COVID. So at first they felt I had COVID. So we had to rule that out. What they do is they take blood from you, and the blood is tested to see what is actually in your system to rule out, you know, um, determining certain things. And um, um, they came back and asked me other questions, and I related the information back to them in regard to the medication I was taking. So, again, it's very important for you, if you're taking medication, to take it with you to the hospital because at that point in time they can check and verify the medicine that you took could have been the problem, and which was found out that the medicine was I had a reaction to the medicine. So at that time, um we found out that I was depleted of magnesium, I was depleted of potassium, and I was depleted of phosphate electrolytes. And it was explained to me, if I continued taking that medicine, I probably would have had a stroke or died. So I was smart enough to take myself off it, and then I was smart enough to go to the hospital. So for information to the listening audience, if you feel that you're sick at that extreme uh, situation, take yourself to the hospital. Don't wait till something happens because denial 
will probably put you in a worse situation than you were before you went. So I was admitted to the hospital, and going back to the vaccine part, that was one of the main reasons why I felt the need to take that vaccine. Because what it does is, after it, my experience was that it will lessen the severe reactions to the virus itself. And it wouldn't allow me to um, probably have the severe symptoms and, and allow me to stay off that ventilator. That's what you don't want to do because it compromises your respiratory system. And we uh, have found, well, let me say this. I have found that my experience in the hospital, I learned a lot more from just my own experiences of how people have actually probably died in the hospital because of not the proper treatment or the lack of treatment for ourselves that we ignore. Uh, Twelve people actually died while I was in the hospital, and that didn't help my situation because it was determined where floor I went on. So I had to take three tests to find out if I was positive or negative with the virus to determine what floor did I go on. They actually have a non-COVID floor for cardio um, um, observation as well as a COVID floor for cardio um, attendance. So I was fortunate that I was on a non-COVID floor, but the speaker system is not uh, isolated on one floor. So while I was there, I could hear cold blues, um, um, uh, response team to this room. Even on my floor, there was response team. So you can't imagine what was going on in my head. I went back as far as the day my mother taught me how to say a prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. Um, I went back to that prayer and praying that I get out of there without um, any more complications than what I had. So I was encouraged even more to say to people, if you didn't get the vaccine, and this is just my personal opinion, I suggest that you think about it very hard and you pray on it because it will avoid any more severe complications and get you out of the hospital instead of keeping you in the hospital. I had a personal friend that I talked to since the show. She was the same way about not taking the virus uh, vaccine. So she ended up deciding to take it. She had a second dose, and in that process, she had a death in the family. So she went to visit the, um, and pay her respects to a family member. Unfortunately, she caught the virus while at the funeral. What was the best part of her getting the virus vaccine, she did not go into the hospital. She was quarantined at home, had symptoms, but they weren't as severe. And I think she told me that it was because the decision to take the virus vaccine might have saved her complications because she had also experienced underlying conditions as well. So I was thankful to hear that and to report for her she is doing a lot better right now 
as we speak today. So um, I end up having a heart catheterization, and um, the story of being in the hospital, when you're on your own, you have to be a strong advocate because anything can go wrong and you're at their mercy. So it is very important for you to understand the vaccine will keep you out of the hospital. And if you're incapacitated, I can't tell you what might happen to you. And that's the only thing that scares me more than anything else because I could not have anybody come in to assist or be my advocate to tell them what's wrong or what they can help me with or answer any questions. Um, and then fortunately later on that week, um, I was uh, discharged from the hospital with instructions. And as we speak today, I'm home. And thank you to the prayers again from Miss Jenny and Miss Lucy and, and anybody that knew that I was there. Um, I appreciate that. And I'm strong as a bull now. So, And I'm going to keep <laughs> doing the things that are the right thing to do to keep myself from getting sick. Very well. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> We're glad that you're back. We're glad that um, you're okay. And we're just glad. So, well, co-host. I appreciate that. I just hope, I mean, um, I just hope the value of my unique talents to inspire others have given them the opportunity to think for themselves. And I'm not necessarily, I'm trying to preach to the people about the vaccine, but I look at situations where people that smoke marijuana not necessarily buy it from um, legalized places, but they buy, buy it from people that you don't even know what's in it. So you're willing to take a chance on that. And I know that that type of uh, narcotics can kill you too. So if you're willing to put something unknown in your body, then you should be able to be willing to put something in your body that's going to prevent something from happening to you as a whole. I watched, uh, I got my vaccine at Ford Field, and my second dosage that I walked in and walked out less than 25 minutes to get that second shot. The problem was that I saw, I did not see people of color. I saw white people, I saw Asian people, I saw other origins in there, and I said to myself, whatever they're putting in them, they're putting in me. So. That means, as far as I was concerned, that they're going to get the same thing I'm going to get, one way or the other. And the black people and people of color have got to understand that we have to take a chance on things that are more positive than negative. I mean, we can go along with distrust all we want, but I feel like this. The majority of those people are going to die as well as I would if it's going to be an irreverse action. So that was my uh, reasoning and thought that if they're trying to control the virus, we have to do it in a larger group, a herd immunity, where that the more people take that virus, the more control that we will have over it. Because I understood in the hospital, people that do not take the virus are subject to get the variants, and the variants can change 
the dynamics of the virus, which is a problem too. CDC ruled while recently that you don't have to wear a mask inside or out, which I think is uh, just absolutely crazy and ludicrous for for the fact is you still have children that cannot get the shot. So now you're exposing the children. And then you're supposed to work under the uh, honor system where that most Trumpers did not want to wear the mask in the first place. We saw that in the attack on the the Capitol building. And they're the super spreaders. So if you want to do this process in honor, I think that the problem is they're going to take advantage of that and not wear the mask and have a reason to justify why they're not wearing it. So I'm going to wear my mask until I see the all-clear sign where God has told us not to wear the mask. I'm not going by what somebody says. I think that we still need to continue the social distancing. I think you need to continue on washing your hands and practicing that and showing as an example to our children that these are the things that we need to do to protect them as well because that's our future. And if we don't protect our future, we're just as much as to blame as the people that are giving this bad, misinformed information. Okay. Uh, I think you're right, that. And right now we'll take a break. Do you know a youth in need of a place to live? Have you always wanted to make a difference in the city of Detroit, but not known how? The answer to both of these questions is Covenant House, Michigan. Covenant House is a youth homeless shelter serving 18 to 24-year-olds in the city of Detroit with education, resources, job preparation, and so much more. If you'd like to learn more about these programs, Please call 313-463-2000 or look us up on the web at www.covenanthousemi.org. We'll be back to the Let's Talk About It, Jimmy White Show. with Jenny White. Join Jenny every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for great guest commentary, interviews, and so much more right here on PJC Media. We're back. Okay, and we're back with the Jenny White Show, and we're talking about the vaccine, the coronavirus, and Miss Lucy. Um, I think she has something to say. How you doing? Just fine, and I'm enjoying what I've been hearing. 
<laughs> I'm glad yeah, to see that you're up and, up and about. You know, I'm thankful for that. I'd like to, uh, officer, I would like to ask a question. Yes, sir. At what age do you think we should give our children the vaccine? That's the big thing because, you know, they're still maturing, growing, and developing and things of that nature. What age do you think would be, you know, appropriate? Because, you know, um, for them to take the vaccine from what you what, – what, what's the information that you have? Well, of course, you know, I'm, I'm not a medical personnel person, and this is just an opinion. I remember, yeah, you know, one. myself, and I'm pretty sure all of us remember, that we had to take vaccines when we were in school, um, especially elementary school. And back then, a lot of times that um, you couldn't go to school unless you had the paperwork stating that you had a vaccine shot, like for the measles and the mumps chicken pox, because they were also... Polio, yeah, polio, all that. Yeah, um, and so I don't know. The problem is my understanding in the hospital that this vaccine that we're taking now has been in production not just last year. It's been in production before last year, several years before they've been working on something. So that told me something else, too that they knew about this virus before October of uh, 2019. And that shows me, again, distrust in the government. But the problem is the people in charge were the problem more so than anything else. When they didn't decide about wearing the mask, the mask was uh, uh, not uh, needed or they didn't want you to wear the N95 mask because it was hospital grade and that they couldn't find the mask. It just showed us more in this country how ill-prepared they are for a disaster. And um, what we as individuals should learn from this is not count on other people for our own protection. We That's have true, to yeah. prepare ourselves for the unknown. And I have always done that. Uh, I've always shared information with people as far as you need to watch what the preppers do. You need to watch how certain organizations prepare for the unexpected. Um, I have explained about a generator that you need because the grid system is outdated. Uh, for people that are dependent on oxygen, you need to have your house set up to where that you have an alternative source of power uh, in case that you are needed to breathe that oxygen machine. Some people have a CPAC machine. Uh, it has to operate on some type of electrical source or even a battery backup system. Those are the things that we have to be responsible for ourselves. Even food. Um, you can get MR um, rations or uh, things that can carry you over and not worry about you can't eat that steak today. You just eat some rice and beans. You'll survive. The biggest thing that you need is water. you got to figure out how to get proper water because I always worry about water being contaminated. If, if, yeah. you, if you don't understand that the, the biggest source of killing anybody is through the water system, mm-hmm. you know, um, they have what they call filtering uh, pills or, or filtering systems that you can filter your water system at home. I have a whole house water system and a water machine 
So I've gone beyond the average of just having regular water because I don't trust the water system. Although we pay our arm and a leg for the water system, and we may have the best in the country, but it still is not uh, the possibility of being contaminated. So those are the things that I think are, are important that we have to learn how to, you know, prepare for the unexpected for ourselves. And going back to the age, I, I, I can't give a definitive age, but at some point in time we have to figure this out. Are the children going to be more vulnerable? Because if we want our children to live longer, just like the incidents in Flint where the children drank contaminated water where they had lead in the system, that's going to be with them the rest of their life. Um, what we have to worry about is if we don't take care of our children at a younger age, will they make an uh, older age? Um, so I, I think putting their heads together and coming with a definitive plan and a reasonable plan of inoculating the children early at a certain age, because I think the lowest age is being tested right now is two years old that I watched. Um, so we can hopefully hear good results from that. But children are like sponges. They can bounce back faster than older people can. Mm-hmm. I hope that answered your you. question, my point of view. You did. Um, I, it's my understanding that um, my daughter works in the medical field, and she was telling us, she said it doesn't, for what she was saying, she said the vaccine, it doesn't prevent you from getting the disease, but if you get it, it makes it easier for you to pull out of it. Absolutely. You know, that's what she was saying. And that's what I learned about when I was in the hospital. The point is what they try to do is make people understand more people that take the vaccine, the less patients they'll have with the virus in the hospital. You can recuperate it, uh, get over it like at home, like you said. Yeah. Because it makes it, you don't have to go on those ventilators and things of that nature. Another well, thing uh, that too. I was understanding. You're safer at home than you are in the hospital. Tell me about um, it. <laughs> I, I, I worried about staph infection because um, um, I told you I had to have a heart catheterization, and, that, and that's intense because they have to go into your system. It's either they go through your groin or they go through your uh, vein in your arm. The problem is, remember, they're using tools to go through. Um, if, if your veins have a blockage, they can't get through, so they got to figure that out. I mean, there's no safe operation. Let me put it that way. Every yeah. operation has its consequences. And so you worry about that, too. Um, one of the other things was that I took uh, shots in my stomach to prevent blood clots. So I had a series of shots like that. I had IVs in both hands. I had a heart monitor with 12 different probes. I mean, it wasn't a situation where I say it was comfortable. I, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I was praying every day, even more so than I usually pray. Um, you're by yourself. You have an opportunity to think about the things you wanted to do, the things you think you need to do, the things you know you miss doing. Um, 
Um, I, 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 my wife wanted to come, but she couldn't. Uh, you're on your own at that point. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're on your own. So, I, I, I'm telling this story because it's not to scare people; it's to prepare people, to prepare them for the unexpected because it's going to happen. It's just that you don't know when that you're going to go in that hospital. So the idea is to keep yourself prepared not to go in the hospital by doing certain precautionary measures that will help you stay out of that hospital. And then we got to learn how to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the doctors all the time. And sometimes doctors make mistakes, and, I, and, 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 and it's nothing against doctors, but they're human too. They're human, too, oh, yeah. and it's up to you to understand your own body. You know when you feel good and when you don't, and there's nothing wrong with questioning the doctor about the medication that they give you because sometimes they don't know. Mm-hmm. So nah, yeah. I hope, like I said, I hope what I'm saying tonight helps people make a decision to start thinking a little deeper than just on the surface. Follow your heart. That's what I say. And God knows your heart. And put mm-hmm. faith in him and not man. Because I feel that faith is something that is larger than your fear. It's either you have faith because if you don't have faith, what do you actually have in order to survive? Because fear is not going to get you through the situation. It's your faith in what you decide to believe in. So turn your fear into faith is what I say, because you can't do both. Okay. Well, that's Thank good information. <laughs> yes, that's good information. And we have another caller. Okay, Caller, your name and where you're calling from. Hello, how's everybody doing? Oh, we're good. Right, How you. about you? Oh, uh, God bless you all. Uh, my name is Dr. Alameen Muhammad. I uh, currently reside in Texas. What part? Uh, Central Texas. Okay. I have family down there. That's why I ask. What part? Uh, I got two in Fort Worth, uh, two in Houston, and one in Dallas. And one is going to be in Austin as well. So. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I pray that God bless them in their duration of being in Texas here. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. But I do say that. Texas is going to get ready to change tremendously. Yeah, I so heard. That's why. Oh, yes. Yes. You guys yes, getting ready to open out. carry? Is that what yes, you guys ma'am. get ready to do? Wow. How do you feel about that? Let me ask you. I think is I think I think that what has happened is is that as I was speaking to one of my uh constituents um earlier this week and um, it's a very interesting thing because it's not only about that situation, but 
you're going to not only in Texas finish see a great change, you're going to get ready to see a great change throughout uh, America, period. And what it is, you know, that's a whole other topic for a whole other uh, Right, uh, right, absolutely, for another day. Yes. But yes, we have yes. opened uh, Cary here in Michigan already, so but it is what it is. Is your open carry in Michigan to the point where in Michigan you don't have to have um, a registration, you don't have to have a license, um, no background check, no criminal check? Is that how it is in Michigan? No. Is that? Yes, yes, it is like that in Michigan. The problem with that is that I think is um, uh, um, the problem with open carry in Michigan, we also have a um, uh, a license, a concealed um, a CPL, what they call concealed pistol license. And the problem is you got the two that mix. First of all, we have law-abiding citizens that have the right to carry because of a CPL license, which they have to follow rules and regulations. Um, they have to actually go through a class, then they have to apply for a license, which is uh, approximately $115, which allows them to carry a gun legally in certain places, but there are restrictions. And they have the possibility of getting their license revoked while, for example, driving a vehicle. The police can stop them, okay, and, and ask them, if they are carrying a weapon. Now, this is how they would know that you have a weapon. Your car is registered with your CPL. So they already know that you can be uh, subjected to the questioning, but this is the problem I have with that law. If you don't tell that police officer that you have your weapon in your possession, you're subject to a $500 ticket. Uh, Open carry person doesn't have to display that information. They don't have to tell you their name. They cannot be confronted because they are carrying a weapon, which is the laws are um, contradicting each other. Here, you don't know if the person that carries an open uh, carry weapon is a criminal because the police aren't allowed to stop them. But yet a law-abiding citizen has to go through rules and regulations, which I totally disagree with, if they're not going to comply with both uh, parties. So um, see, the open carry see, law state, has been on the book mm-hmm, forever. Mm-hmm. See, see, and your, state, your, your state, are you in Michigan right now? Yes, sir. Yeah. Your, your state is um, how they are handling things uh, and the government in Michigan are doing is totally different from what has been passed in Texas. If you're 18 years old, you can go down to the pawn shop, purchase you a gun with no criminal background check, with no license, with uh, no check at all, purchase a gun, and now you have the right to have a gun. If you're 19, 20, 21, listen to me. This thing is so messed up. You got to be 21 years old to buy a pack of Newports in the state of Texas. You got to be you got to be 21 years old to buy cigarettes. 
you got to be 21 years old to buy alcohol. Oh, that's cute. In the state that's of Texas. cute. But you could be 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old, 21 years old, and go to the pawn shop. Say you're looking at a weapon, and, and you say, I like this one right here. Uh, I want to purchase this. Well, because of this bill that has been passed, there's no background check anymore. Uh, there's no registration nor any license required anymore. It's like, man, I'm telling you the criminal, the crime rate here. If you do not believe me and don't understand the profit when they come to you, the rate of crime in Texas is going to double. This, this here, what, what they passed, is an experiment in Texas. It's an experiment. So when you already have vicious crimes, like in Dallas, when you have vicious crimes, I'm talking about vicious crimes that I, I have been seeing lately in Houston, in Colleen, Texas, uh, in San Antonio, it, it's going to get ready to triple. And uh, like I was saying, um, I was talking to a constituent of mine, another constituent of mine, um, a few days ago, and we was talking about this subject matter, and he was like, brother, he said, these are the days now where you have to really watch and pray because they passed a law that give people a right to think about what I'm saying if you do not understand what I'm saying. If you are already a convicted felon, if you are already a convicted murderer, and you decide to go into a pawn shop, to buy a weapon, where they pass a law that says no longer do you have to, no longer is it required for you to have a license, no longer are you required to have a registration. These now in your state, you still have to, you know, what I'm saying, buy by certain laws and by certain statutes, and and you see, you have to buy by certain policies. In Texas, they're running this, they they are running an experiment just like they did in North Carolina. Um, when it came to uh, 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 they they got a they got a thing in Texas that was called um, when it came to uh, manipulating certain viruses, uh, they call it gain of functioning. That happened in North Carolina. It was an experiment, and then from that experiment, the United States military. Um, signed up with the NIH in the in, in the NHA um, organization and began to start doing uh, from North Carolina. They you know saying expounded you know um, internationally and one of the labs that they had was in Wuhan where from North Carolina doing the gain of functioning uh, they uh, was able to take that study and that practice that experiment that they was doing in North Carolina. And uh, uh, pursued that same experiment in the Wuhan lab, right? The gain of functioning. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Congress here, the state of Senate here in the in, in the United States, uh, just uh, not recently uh, banned North Carolina from the practice of gain of functioning. And and a lot of people don't understand what gain of functioning is. Gain of functioning is is just simply uh, taking a virus, mutating that virus. Uh, and splitting that virus and studying that virus where you introduce that virus into the human population. That's called gain of functioning. 
So they took that experiment from North Carolina and was able to take that uh, experiment abroad overseas into the United States military base. And I am a prior service member of the United States of America uh, military personnel. And they took that experiment uh, from North Carolina. It, 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 it is North Carolina. Just look it up, North Carolina. They took that experiment from North Carolina into uh, China, uh, not the China Republic, but the commercial uh, uh, states of China, and uh, began to uh, study, uh, do those experiments in the Wuhan lab. And then all of a sudden now uh, it leaked out into the public. And the first thing that uh, we heard as American people that the virus started at a Wuhan market, which it didn't. It started at the Wuhan lab. Uh, there's many proof of that. So it's an, it, it was an experiment. So back to this experiment in Texas, this is an experiment. See, what then happened is, is that you are seeing and what you are going to get ready to see, which has always been here, but it has always been covered up, fallen angels in the form of man that has come to power to rule over man. And they're doing all kind of it. And it might seem bizarre. It might seem stupid. But this is the truth. This is the truth. Be careful for you. You, you, you entertain angels unaware. Ain't that what your Bible say? <laughs> so we have these forms of, 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 of species, these creatures in the form of man that look like us, walk like us, talk like us, breathe like us, but inside of them, within them, is not really who we are, you see. So we are, we are on this planet mixed, you see what I'm saying, with different types of inwardly species possess a human body. And these fallen angels, these fallen things, man, I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're doing experiments. And having their way with it, they are in politicians. They are on your police force. They are in your uh, 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 um, uh, corporate businesses. They are in your neighborhoods. They are on your block. You see, so mm. it's crazy how this thing is turning out. Think about what I'm saying. Well, you got another problem too to enhance the problem that you're speaking about. The problem is that it's a law enforcement nightmare as well. You're going back to actually the wild, wild west in Texas. And that, to me, is more scarier than how they're going to handle this because you're going to have irresponsible people carrying weapons that are not trained and, as you stated earlier, that are probably criminals. They have not a background system that they're going to enforce. So it's just going to be one of those situations where you're going to have shootouts in the middle of the street that are uncontrolled, and a lot of innocent people are going to die because of this decision that yes. these political because, because of these beings, cowards have made. Entities. Yes. And that's what yes. I'm calling them. They're actually cowards because – they are elected to protect the people. You're not These protecting the people when you pass a law that allows a criminal to carry a gun legally. Brother, whoever taught you that just because you got a human body, and whoever taught you that, that you are in the form of man, that everything on this planet is just like you, whoever taught you that? 
Whoever taught you that we are all the same? That was the very beginning of the lie. And then you pick up the Bible and you read about uh, fallen angels coming down in the form of man, sleeping with the daughters of men, causing great havoc and causing great sin on the planet. And then God had to speak out and get rid of them. So my question is to you on this planet, who taught you that you are the same creation? See, the sad part about it is, is that life has created all things. And in order to survive on this human plane, you have to have a human body, right? So you got genes inside of a human body to survive on this planet. You got fallen angels on this earth in a human body to survive on this planet. Then you got the sons and daughters of God in a human form, in a body to survive on this planet. So what you must do is turn within yourself and know you and who you are and where you come from which is the Father, to determine and to know and to be vigilant and to have a spirit of discernment to see for yourself that everything on this earth ain't like you. So now when you talk about these, these, things, these things on the planet supposed to be protecting you, man, they could care less about you. Okay, well, hey. What I need to say is that Right Think now, about clones. Think I'm about clones, glad I'm right? not in Texas. Yeah, but think about clones, right? Think about those that have been cloned, right? And this is not stupid. This is not dumb. This is the technology that we do have. Think about those that have been cloned. They got a human body. They got arms. They got legs. They got feet. They got eyes. They got ears. They got hair, just like you and me. All right? Inside them, who are they? Are they of you? Now, if you are here in the world and you are of the world and you are worldly, you think everything out here in the world is just like you because you mixed in with that which is in the world. But if you know you and who you are and you know thyself and, and have studied thyself and come to love thyself and know the truth of thyself, then you know that you are on this planet with entities that are in their human body, in human form, that ain't like you. So, therefore... What do your scriptures say? Separate yourself from among them. Ain't that what it say? But we can't do that because we can't fathom that, you see. So that's what I'm trying to say. And another thing that I'm trying to say, too, is just right here, is that we must, we must, we must, as a doctor in the field of study of life and science, and also know ourselves. We must study ourselves and truly know ourselves. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, the, 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 the wound of the woman is the portal for all these creatures to come forth. You see what I'm saying now? Yes, I understand what you're saying. Doctor, what was your name again? Dr. Alameen Muhammad, and half of these oh. things on this planet are reincarnated. Half of these things on this planet, and so have we, the sons and daughters of God. You know, well, I appreciate what you're saying. I really do. But before we go, I wanted to know, did you have a question for the guest? 
because he was talking about the vaccine? Don't take it. It's not going to help you. That's what I was trying to get to you about when I was talking about what was going down in North Carolina. It was an experiment. It's called gain of functioning, how to take a virus, how to multiply that virus, how to manipulate that virus, how to mutate that virus, how to split that virus. And uh, I went, I went to, um, I went to a, a class uh, that was about like four hours long um, at the University of uh, 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 the Southern University in Savannah, Georgia. That was four hours long, about four or six hours long. And that day, the presentation was about how to split viruses like you would split atoms. And the technology that they had to do this thing was so remarkable. I was like, wow. And the way that they showed us in the presentation, I was like, wow. You mean to tell me you can split a virus, and once that virus is split, it tries to heal itself and create around itself a new protein to protect itself? And now you not only got one virus protein, now you got two viruses. So this is this is what that study was about, splitting viruses, right? So then, now the study in North Carolina, the gain of functioning, if you don't understand what I'm trying to say, just look up what I'm trying to tell you because right now this is one of the most hottest topics in, 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 the, in the Senate right now. You see? And this is something that I brought before the Senate. This is something that I brought before the intelligence community. This is something that I brought before the House of Representatives way back in 2019 about gain of functioning and the dangers of gain of functioning. When you take a virus, I don't care what virus it is, it could be HIV, it could be the uh, 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 SARS virus, uh, it could be the Ebola virus, but when you take a virus, right, and then you mutate that virus, strip away the protein away from that virus, the virus is a living entity. So what it does is it self-heal itself, right? So now once this virus self-heal itself, there are RNA strands and DRNA strands and mRNA strands within that virus protein that try to protect the uh, 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 nuclei of that virus to protect it, it creates from within itself a whole new structure, a whole new variant. And that's why you hear this, this so-called word, new variant, since uh, the strain of COVID-19, because they're splitting it, and that's what it's creating. You see, now they create a, vi- uh, they create a vaccine for you, right? Well, how are you going to take a vaccine? From a virus that has been mutated and see now if you let me speak to you I will and I won't hold you up I won't even waste your time even even after I say this right here you do with the information that you want with it and you research it for yourself you see you but know what that's a good idea that's an excellent idea and uh, I was listening intently at what you were saying. So I appreciate your calling, too. So, you know. Don't take the vaccine. Tell your family members don't take the vaccine. It's no good. It's no good. The vaccine is no good. It's no good. Okay. See, this this thing has been, think about it, a virus 
that has been created in a lab on the gain of functioning to be mutated, to be split, and, and to be mutated and added and presented with another virus, you see what I'm saying, to spread among the human population because even you and I know, and not only I know, but like I say, presenting this information before council, right, to this day, they still have no origin of where the, the virus come from. So you're taking a vaccine, you see what I'm saying, of a virus. You know what, from a virus Doctor, Doctor Muhammad, not knowing where our origin come from. I don't want to cut you off, but I have a couple more callers. But so I appreciate no you. I appreciate Thank you so your, much for listening. Your information. My name is Dr. Thank you for listening to me. My name is Dr. Alameen. I have. Thank you for the information. Caller? Hello? Call, you, yes. You have something to say? I had a question for Dr. Amin. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Dr. Muhammad, are you still there? Yes, my beloved. Okay. What's your question? Hi. Uh, uh, Long time listener. Long time caller and all of that. Uh, I love the show. I just want to ask. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to follow the logic of the doctor. First of all, can what is the doctor study? What's his field of study? Doctor Muhammad. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. my field of study. Oh, okay. Well, I don't limit myself to one particular thing. But I do study life. I study oh. psychology. I study biology and science. But life where, where is one of my main your, uh, that I study. The, where did you get your degree from? The University of uh, uh, the University, the Southern University of Savannah, Georgia. Southern University of Savannah, Georgia. Okay, so I. Um, I'm trying to uh, again now. <clears throat> I want to say, and mind uh, you, that I have also studied in the United States military. Okay, um, I, I would like to say that um, I would be the first person to say, you know, those who, who choose to get the virus or choose not to get the virus. I mean, the, the vaccine. Um, I think it's a personal choice. I, I do believe that, and I think that's. Part of the, you know, great thing about living, you know, in this country is you can make uh, health care choices for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to kind of um, kind of actually push back uh, against your logic about vaccines. And so what we do know, um, because the history has shown one again. Pardon? How are you going to get a vaccine for a man-made disease? How are you going to? Why would you get a vaccine for a man-made created virus? They don't even have a vaccine for it. That's why they're, even though they're telling you that the virus works and the virus is, I mean, the vaccine is good and the vaccine works. Think about it. You haven't, when when the people got the vaccine, it's not automatically like all of a sudden. Oh, I can't get corona now. Because there hasn't been no study that once you get the vaccine, you can't right. get the corona. They're still telling you that once you get the vaccine, you still can get the corona. 
Yeah. So something so ain't right, they, right. So I don't think anybody is saying like again, being an educated uh person in in America, there is no one that said that uh getting the vaccine prohibits you from getting the virus. I again I, I don't know any credible doctor that said that. However, what vaccines do, just like when you get your flu shot or anything else, what what vaccines do your immune system so that if you do get the virus, then the likelihood of you having serious illness Mm -hmm. or death Mm -hmm. goes down Mm -hmm. significantly. Mm -hmm. There was just um, Mm -hmm. the New York Yankees, I think a couple of weeks ago, they were all vaccinated and they had an outbreak. I think eight people on the team all Mm -hmm. uh, tested positive Mm -hmm. for Corona, but several of them didn't need no Hello? Magic shot will prevent you from getting coronavirus. Um, but what they're saying it's a, is... It's a health care scam? It's a health care scam? Uh, it's what? I tell you, it's a health care scam to get the vaccine, the vaccination. It's, it's, it's all, all of this is all a part of a scam. That's why so here's uh, the thing. North Carolina has been shut down from uh, uh, doing any gain-of-functioning experiments. They have been shut down. That whole state of North Carolina has been shut down so, so from doing any gain-of-functioning. If I may, if I may um, the, the thing that, if again, I understand if you don't want to take the virus or the vaccine, that's your personal opinion, but I think to um, tell people, a mass amount of people, Instead of saying, hey, research it and make the best decision for yourself, you're saying as a doctor, you know, don't get the virus. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. the vaccine. And, and okay. I think it's kind of reckless coming from someone uh, that's a doctor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Coleman. When you got the vaccine for tuberculosis. Dr. Muhammad. Take that vaccine. Dr. Muhammad. No, no. Muhammad. Yes, I'm ma'am. sorry to, to stop you guys, but I have a guest here. And tonight's program is about him and what his discussion about the vaccine is going to be. Now, I appreciate both of you calling. I have other people that want to have a conversation, and so I have to get with them as well because time is running out. And can I say this right here for thirty seconds? Thirty seconds. That's all I need. Thirty seconds. Okay. Well, yes, let me ask you. Let me let me ask let the guest that asked you the question, Doctor Coleman. I'm here. Did you kind of sort of get what you wanted from him? No, I didn't. But I that's that's okay. Um, I will. This I'll call back another day. Give me thirty I mean, seconds, and I will clear this up. Okay. Well, can you listen to him for 30 seconds? Because I have other guests. Just give me 30 seconds. That's all I need. Yep. Just 30 seconds. I'm I'm listening. If there's a a vaccine for tuberculosis, go get it. If there's a vaccine for chicken pox, go get it. If there's a vaccine for shingrits, go get it. If there's a vaccine for or a man-made mutated virus, how are you going to take a vaccine for something that was created by man that they didn't even know what they created? Okay, and there's your answer. And thank you so much, Dr. Muhammad. 
I appreciate you. Okay. I guess my caller is gone. So, co-host and guest. Yes. What do you, is there anything you guys want to say? Well, <laughs> that was very interesting, though, so I yes, can say that. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> but this is what I want to do, regardless of... Um, uh, again, uh, it, it's a personal choice whether you take the vaccine or not. Um, we've already understood the data speaks for itself that people have died because of complications and maybe not by taking it, but then you lessen your complications by taking it. There's no sure or positive answer one way or the other. I know one thing that when I went into the hospital, I tested negative. I didn't test positive, and they gave me three different tests before I went. So it's obvious that something was good out of this vaccine for me. Um, okay. So, um, well, can I can I get this caller, please? They've been holding a long time. Hi, caller. Where are you calling from, and what's your name? Hello. Is that for me? Yes. Oh, hi. Um, How I'm you doing? From... I'm sorry you had to wait so long. Oh, please don't apologize. It was it was worth it. That's how you have a conversation. You have two sides, right? There you go. So not an issue. Um, I echo the sentiments of the caller prior to myself in that uh, I've been a long-time listener and um, – in uh, having those questions responded to. I was going to say to Dr. Muhammad, had he remained on the line, it's, I I know what it is to be passionate about a feeling, an assumption, or something that you've experienced, but in just saying to someone, do this or do that, doesn't address the problem situation or resolve the issue. It's sort of like praying. You hear holy rollers or people who feel as though they are Christians saying, you need to pray. What if you're talking to a person who's not familiar or comfortable in praying? You left them in the same position that they started in. That's just a footnote. That's <clears> true. <throat> also, I would say that um, I would have asked Dr. Alamini or Alamini. I understand here again what he's saying. What about cancer and the common cold? There's no cure for that either. But you don't let it just ride. You know, oh, you got cancer, they're absolutely going to die. There's things being developed to address that. It's still in the process. So more to the point, uh, I was one of those people that straddled the fence. Uh, I have concerning the vaccine. Yes, I'm sorry. It okay. should be more clear. Um, no, I, I was have <laughs> Narcolepsy. I actually had a comment about something that you said on the last show in terms of uh, wearing the rubber gloves, but we can side by that. So I have MS. Uh, I have narcolepsy, and I have an increased heart murmur. 
in deciding to do so, it was a situation created at work where we could get it and, um, you know, they would give the time off if there's any reactions, so on and so forth. Uh, discussed it with my family, and my family was right down the middle. No, 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 don't, don't take it, don't take it. The other half was, well, I understand if you would. My doctors were saying that if I were to get COVID, that I wouldn't make it through COVID. My brother died from COVID September of 20. My nephew died of COVID February 16, 2020. And uh, there were others in between, both family members and friends. So to my point, I took my first vaccination uh, through the influence of a very, 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 very close friend of mine who also, like Officer Barnes, was adamant about not getting it. The only thing is this person did research and created a balance, and that should be done in any situation. So April 12th, I received the vaccination. April 19th, my cousin died in Chicago. Uh, April 29th, we went to Chicago. And on 3rd, when I returned, which was the day I was to get my second dosage, I did so. But guess who had COVID? You did? Yes. Oh, wow. The whole, I don't use the word issue. I don't use the word concern. What affects me in looking in this whole spectrum of what's going on with this pandemic, with the year, uh, when talking to close friends, I equated to when Moses went up on the mountain and appealed to God. Dr. Alamine, I'd like for you to know that there's other people that have relationships with him as well. No, no. But All right. he appealed to God, even though the people were down, fornicating, creating false gods and gold, and ready to adorn and praise them. And he said, no, I'm tired of them behaving that way. My point is what Dr. Alamine said, which was true, he was saying, listen to me. But the best thing is to know him for yourself. There so you I have concern with him who is giving out this information and like a broke clock twice a day has the correct time. I'm not dispelling everything that he says, but if you're going to present, you're doing more harm in the respect that there are people such as myself who were straddling. Some of those people aren't here now because they decided not to. We have a high number of people who have received vaccination and didn't go back for the second dose. Now, what I sit around and say, I never should have gotten it, absolutely not, because what would have been the outcome had I not received it? I wasn't trying to find out. Ever you're going to share with a person back to the prayer comment, 
be able to support that idea and encourage and uplift. Don't put your foot on their neck, placing them in a situation that's worse. We have the highest fertility rate in cancer because people will get the surgery, but they don't go back for the post-op treatment. So it's all for naught. So it's about educating, equipping yourself with what's effective for you and your family because these are the people who are involved and who will be affected by your decision. I'm just so tired of people just, when I got the virus, someone said to me, that's because you took that shot. And those words can't be shared on the air or should not be. But it just reminded me of how limited they were and the time they took to make that comment. Needless to say, two and a half weeks, because they're planning on going out of the country, they themselves took the shot, the Johnson & Johnson. So I've said a lot, and um, I just wanted to to share and put that in. I, I, I support it, but like Dr. Coleman said, it's a decision that should be gathered, formed by you and your physicians. And no situations are perfect. When I was inquiring about the virus, they said things like, oh, you should be fine. And my question was, well, who do I see if I'm not? (laughs) But take the time to find out what's going to affect you. And we don't do that. We don't do that. We're in a civil way society. We, you know, oh, she broke her nail. Take all ten of them off. I'm going to put a Band-Aid on that one until I can get it fixed. But that's me. So <laughs> that's my comment. Thank well, you for listen. listening. Oh, no problem. Uh, what did you say your name was? I didn't because I, I don't. I didn't think so. I'm, well, I'm a I, I'm Okay. A well, let me just say this. Let me just mm-hmm. say this. I appreciate your call, and I appreciate your comment. And call back anytime. Oh, I will. I just learned how to press one to get in. There's been several comments. <laughs> I did want to share with you. I have not an extensive medical background, but some exposure. I taught allied health. And one of the first things that I learned by my uh, instructor, who's now gone on to glory, so I would say, is that you could get a million germs on the head of us. Now, those of us who come from my era know what a stick pin is, how small it is. When you didn't have a, a safety pin available, you used that and hoped that it wasn't worse than that. Yet you but, didn't get you know, stuck. <laughs> yeah. You can have a million germs on the head of a stick pin and they not touch. So knowing how small that space is and how much a million is, that gives you some idea of the germs. So when you say you reuse and you wash the rubber gloves that you have on, I just wanted to make you aware that you're still transmitting because if you blow dry or dry it, 
you're not getting all the germs or everything that you've come in contact. So I, it would be better to wash your hands more frequently or replace it with another pair of gloves. I got you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Officer Barnes, thank you. Oh, thank you, because um, I think you gave us a lot more knowledge from a different point of view that is, I feel very valued to hear your conversation tonight and uh, to dismiss any doubt in people's minds that they do have an opinion of their own to make, and this is not something forced on you. So education is key. Thank you for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay, uh, is there anything you'd like to share with us before we go? Uh, I definitely want to say that um, during my time I spent in the hospital, it was probably not acknowledged as much as it should have been. It was Nurses Week was celebrated during the week of May 6th through May 12th. My goal that week was to make as many nurses as happy and thank them for their services where they've been taken for granted for so long over the last year or so. And I thought that um, it helped my stay as well because they 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 kept me uh, um, attentive and uh, looked out for my needs. So I wanted to make them feel as as um, welcomed for their services too. Also, that week, whether people knew it or not, was also a celebration of Police Week. And um, that did not get a lot of play, even though through the controversial issues with the shootings of uh, people of color, we still need to recognize that police officers are human. Police officers need to be acknowledged because without police officers, there is no way to prevent crime, such as Texas is having going to have future problems if they continue with this um uh, problem of going forward over carry. But to make a larger note, the data for the police officers, more police officers died of COVID in 2020 than in the line of duty. I don't think people knew that. And um, you got to remember that police officers, regardless of the fact, if we take the police officers out of the equation, the chaos will grow even more. And they have to take their situations at face value. They can't social distance in a scout car because it's not six feet apart from the passenger and the driver. They can't sit and ask a criminal, do you have COVID? And why are you not wearing your mask? They have to address the issue at what they see at hand. So we take police officers for granted, whether you like them or not, you cannot live without them. We have good and bad, as I have always indicated, in any organization of professionalism. But we want to make sure that we understand we cannot live without police officers. They can keep trying to defund them. I don't know if you noticed, but police officers are retiring in droves. And when you start losing good police officers because of the issues of politics and because people decided all of a sudden that they hate the police? Well, let's see what happens when you don't have any police to answer that 911 call and see what you're going to do. We are going to return to the wild, wild west 
at some point in time. So be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Okay. All right. Well, that's tonight's show. So, uh, Dr. Coleman, are you still here? Yeah, I'm here. Did you want to leave us with something? Uh, uh, no, not really, but just wanted to um, kind of double down on, um, you know, what Officer Barnes just said, and just in general, you know, the lack of knowledge is, is really hurting a lot of people, you know, and, and we have to, it's not Always my job to convince, you know, to convince anybody whether they should take the um, vaccine or not. It's not my job. But I, I feel compelled to let people know that you have to do research on it is not enough to take one person's opinion on anything. And and I didn't get a chance to say this, but that's, that's what's kind of been happening for the past four years under the previous president. Um, you know, they would take what he said and it would be law. You know, people said he said that the election was stolen and now you have all of these people who are changing laws because one person said that the election was stolen. And it, it's reckless. Again, you know, the, the important thing is do research. Research is available and it's actually – if you don't do the research, then you're really causing more issues than than normal. You you have to be informed. And if you do the research and you decide not to get the vaccine for whatever reason, that's fine. That is okay. You know, nobody. You know, again, it's your it's your call. But do research and and don't don't just take one person's view of it. Or I heard on this or I heard on that, do research. It's available and it's responsible. Okay. Appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Coleman. Jenny White. All right. Interesting yeah. show. All right. We went from, we went from A to Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you see, I was a, I was a faithful listener today, and so I, I appreciate Dr. <laughs> Dr. Coleman coming in and you know challenging uh, Dr. <laughs> Muhammad, who uh, started stuttering when he uh, asked him where did he get his degree from. Uh, but uh, I like to uh, you know say that I'm glad that uh, Officer Barnes is feeling better. You know, sorry I didn't know you were was sick, but uh, you know glad that you uh, you know still amongst us. Well, thank you, and I appreciate being here, too. <laughs> oh, I know you do. But I'd just like to say, like the caller said, you know, a broke clock is right twice a day. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, um, Dr. Muhammad, in his um, uh, description of everything, uh, touched on a lot of points. You know, he, he went in the Bible and, and talked about the fallen angels, the Nephilim, you know, um, 
coming down and sleeping with the uh, daughters of men. And, you know, so there was some truth in some of the things he said. But uh, like uh, Dr. Coleman said, you know, you have to do your research. And when it comes to uh, getting vaccinated, it's a personal choice. You know, That's it's true. what you what you feel is best for you and the, and the people that you love. Uh, yes. And so, uh, you know, in making that decision, you have to advocate for yourself. Uh, even with your trusted medical professional, you know, your primary care physician, uh, if they uh, recommend uh, medications for uh, an ailment that you may have, whether it's high blood pressure, diabetes, or whatever, you know, I think you should still question, you know, that as well. And don't take always take, uh, uh, you know, that at face value. I think that, you I know, agree. we really have Absolutely. to yeah, we really have to advocate for ourselves because, uh, you know, a lot of these medications that are made to help us have side effects, you know, and um, also going with the uh, vaccine and the um, with COVID-19, uh, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, you know, one being um, population control, you know, and... Um, you know, you can find stories on, on that and uh, make a determination on how true you think that is. You know, um, there's also uh, secret societies that, you know, have, you know, been created throughout uh, time that uh, push certain agendas. Uh, in regards to some of the things he said, you know, as far as those amongst us, whether they're clones or um you know, other spiritual beings, you know, that would be for individuals to uh, just determine what you believe, you know, and how, That's true. Um, you know, as far as your spirituality is concerned. But when it comes down to the vaccination and whether or not uh, COVID-19 is man-made, uh, it quite possibly can be. I don't, you know, trust my government 100%, you know, and and like they say, um, you know, well, as far as I can see them, you know, as far as I can throw them. So, uh, but, uh, you know, the fact still remains that uh, black people, black and brown people are more affected by this disease than any other race. And uh, a lot of us know people that have made their transitions, whether they're family or friends. And so it's real, you know, it's real. Yes, and, it is. And I, cringe, and I cringe when I'm around people and they don't have a mask, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm not willing to take that chance, you know, with my life, you know, and, and those around me. So, um, you know, I would just say in challenging some of the things that uh, the doctor said, you know, some things could be legitimate, and then again, you know, some things are unproven and a, and a personal choice when it comes to a person uh, and, you know, this fascination uh, for COVID-19. So, you know, telling, you know, you can't tell somebody what to do or what not to do. You know, you give them information and let them make the best decision that they feel is best for them. And so um, sometimes it's the blind leading the blind. But I think that it's, you know, some things, you know, make you say, hmm, you know, I think about it, the conversation <laughs> pieces, and, you know, we can uh, continue to talk about it because COVID-19 is not going anywhere. It will continue to uh, 
you know, splitting different strands, and we'll continue to see how these uh, vaccinations will work for us, and uh, I'm sure there'll be boosters, so, you know, just like the flu shot, uh, there's a different flu um, shot every year because of different variants, and one year they gave a variant that wasn't they gave a vaccine that wasn't effective for the particular variant that was out there. So uh, I think that uh, we'll continue to have the same thing with COVID-19 in regards to uh, boosters and um, having to deal with that. But as Officer Barnes said, uh, on that second shot, you know, it was a short wait. I know I've, I've waited in line almost two hours for the first shot and then the second shot, you know, wasn't no cars. So I was like, okay, nope. you know, they closed or what? You know. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. It's a lot of people that aren't getting uh, the second vaccinations, and uh, so and as far as children are concerned, um, you know, children, you know, have not been allowed to go to school for years based on, you know, That's they true. have to have the vaccinations, you know, and the shot records. Uh, COVID-19 is going to be incorporated into that at some point as well. And, you know, they may also, the GOP is talking about these vaccine passports where, you know, you can't do certain things without showing you've you've been vaccinated. Um, You know, I don't know if it'll come to that, but, you know, it's it's a whole lot that we have to look forward to. You know, yeah, but I yeah, think that yeah. it's a personal choice. You get the vaccine if you feel it's going to be effective for you, you know, and, and, and your loved ones and your family. And if you feel that it's not, then don't take it, you know. Um, uh, and there are a whole lot of people out there w- without wearing masks that aren't vaccinated, you know. And so and a lot of places are going to be opening up at 100%. I know. Uh, in Texas Stadium, they allowed 45,000 people down there, you know, in the stadium last month, and you didn't have to wear a mask, you know. And so the numbers didn't shoot up like we anticipated, but, you know, Texas is a different place. And not to even talk about this new uh, gun law that they just passed. I'm going to have to do some research on that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's not good. So we'll break No, it's not. Under no means. Well, make that work. Yeah. Is Texas is one of the places where they've had the mass shootings too. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. I mean, and and we'll continue to have them, you know. It's just, so it's a whole lot going on down there. So you just really have to pray, you know, for protection uh, and the blood of Jesus over the ones you love, you know, to be protected. While yes, because we have family down there. Yeah, yeah, we do. So, you know, we just have to, uh, you know, uh, we just have to believe in God, you know, that he is going to protect, you know, and protect our loved ones. And so uh, that's about all you can do. You can't be with somebody 24 hours. And um, so, yep, that's all I have to say. You know, I appreciate, uh, you know, everybody that called and and made the comments. And and, uh, like I said, I think that it's, it's a personal choice. And we'll continue to talk about it, and uh, you know, uh, and that's it for me. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to say to our guest, I'm glad you're home, and glad you're well, 
and I'm glad you were on tonight. We had a good time, and uh, I hope you had a good time. <laughs> but anyway, we had an interesting time. Yes, we did. Well, you know, each each segment is different. Each yes. episode is different. <laughs> and so, oh yeah. Well, you know, that's a good thing. I enjoy it. I oh really yeah. Do. Yeah. Well, always remember this to to the future of anything. I'd rather have it than not need it and need it than not have need it. Need it, not have it, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, what I have to say is declare today that you won't stress over things that are out of your control. Jobs come and go. Bank accounts rise and fall. Economies go up. And down, but one thing is for sure, God will be God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let him handle it, and that he will do. All you have to do is ask him. This has been the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. And with that, I'll say good night. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Memorial Day. I think you can come out and take your mask off. So just have a good time. And with that said, good night.